Hello, this is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk Podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Episode three, this is Real Talk, and this is Danielle Freitag. Today, I'm going to talk about the significance of your name. Now, I don't know if you know the significance of your name. My husband's name, Corey, um, his name, Corey, means God's peace and prosperous. Psalm 1-3 is a related scripture to his verse, um, which has to do with being prosperous. My prayer mama, who... If you've been listening or if you've been tuning into Real Talk, you've likely heard Jenna and I talking about Ruthie. Ruth means friend, which is extremely fitting for her. Our good friends, um, Mike and Jenna, and again, this podcast, um, usually I have my co-host with me, Jenna, but Mike and Jenna, also ministry co-founders along with us of Action 169, named their baby Leo. Leo was the name given to them when they prayed about a name. And it is a significant name for the season um, for many reasons. So you probably know Leo means lion. Now I'm going to be reading from my second book, um, which is called The Garden Keys. And the second volume is Awakening Daughter Zion. And it's for, I always say, the more um, spirit-led, holy, you know, prophetic um, person. Uh, you know, when something is prophetic, it is a type of foretelling of events. Um, To be prophetic is to be God's mouthpiece or to speak from God's perspective. Uh, The most obvious definition of prophecy is to speak the words of God, which happens in a love relationship with him because he gives us his Holy Spirit. Most uh, current understanding of, of the prophetic is that it is a foretelling of what is to come. In other words, to prophesy is to say what will happen in the future as inspired by Holy Spirit knowledge. Okay, personal prophecies, they may relate to the future um, of our lives, our sphere of influence, family, our city, and may even extend into the nations. Now, for Corey and I, we know that we're called to pray for Israel. If you're a believer in Yeshua and Jesus Christ, you are also, you are called. Um, The scriptures talk about this over and over to pray for Israel. And um, I'm I'm actually going to jump into, furthermore, the second chapter of my second book, Awakening Daughter Zion. And it is about prophecy, but it's also about a new name. Now, Revelation 2.17 says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the spirit says to the churches, to the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. Just say today, I am receiving hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Now, how incredible is that? And there's so much in scripture about names. And so I'm going to read a little bit from the garden keys, awakening daughter, Sion, a little bit more about name meanings. Um, A name is that by which a person, place, or thing is marked and known. So in scripture, names were generally descriptive of the person, 
um, their position, a circumstance, or a hope entertained concerning them. A dear, dear friend of mine, Annie, um, she had actually, in the midst of uh, when I was writing this book, um, had sent me some information about my name meeting. And of course, I was very excited to learn about that. Um, before learning more about my name, God had been revealing the letters of the Aleph Bet, which is the Hebrew alphabet, um, during my times of study and prayer. Now, some of you out there, maybe you already are diving into um, learning Hebrew. It's fascinating. It has taken me deeper into my relationship and revelation of Christ. Um, But the scripture related to my name, Danielle, is Psalm 119, 112. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. So that's something that I um, say often. And, you know, as you're listening, as you're uh, listening to this podcast, I hope that you do know what your name means. Maybe look it up after this. Now I'm going to keep reading. The Psalm is arranged 119 in a pattern. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet and Psalm 119 contains 22 units of eight verses each. Each of the 22 sections is given to a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and each line in that section begins with that letter. Now, if you have your Bible and this is new to you, open up to Psalm 119, and you will likely see the Hebrew letters. So read this sentence. Now, I'm going to share this. Psalm 119 tells us that to know the creator God, we must know his law, ordinances, Word, commandments, statutes, precepts, decrees, testimonies, ways, and faithfulness. And I'm going to say this again, because I have it written in the book. Read that last sentence again. Okay, so to know God, we get to know his ways, his ordinances. We get to love his words, his commandments, fall in love with his word, live his word, his statutes, his precepts. Now, my name, Danielle, means God is my judge, which is comforting. Um, It actually used to be a little bit alarming until I better understood who God is through reading the scriptures and spending time with him. Now, his leading in judgments as the one true and just judge tell me that he is not only fighting for me, but that he is the only one whose judgment matters. Now, listeners, I want to say that again. He is the only one whose judgments matter. So in your life today, whatever it Um, circumstance, whatever has happened or whatever you are moving into, he is the only one whose judgments matter. There is such a peace that comes. uh, And when I can really settle my heart in that fact and in that truth, that the opinion of man doesn't matter, there's such a rest. Now, Daniel gives an account of a vision of God as a judge. So in Daniel chapter 7, And I'm going to read it, verses 9 through 10. Daniel exclaims, I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him, and thousands upon thousands were attending him. And myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat and the books were opened. 
Now, the book of Daniel is so exciting. It's more worth um, diving into and reading than any TV show or distraction that seeks our attention to, to desensitize us. I mean, truly, I believe, honestly, this culture, sometimes we have gotten so desensitized. God's throne has wheels and not just wheels, but fire. His vesture is like white snow. This is so comforting to me. He is my judge, just as he is your only judge. And he sees life through Jesus Christ, whose life you are hidden within, as told in Colossians. Colossians 3.3 says, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And go ahead and say that my life is hidden with Christ in God. To be hidden is to be in a secret place, concealed or even undercover. Your life in Christ is hidden. You are safe and you are concealed. There is mention of a book of life in the scriptures in which names are recorded. So in Daniel 12, verse 1, Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, there is also a book of remembrance being written when God's people come together and talk. I love this so, so much. So of course, I'm going to read it. Diving into the scriptures, what is said in Malachi 3, 16 through 18. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that day that I prepare my own possession and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. So you will again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Now, clearly there are records in heaven, including books and scrolls that are still to be written. Isn't that incredible? I believe this last weekend there was a a scroll or a, a book, something was written, an incredible event in, uh, I believe it's called Dyserville, Iowa, called the Revival in the Field event. Now, listeners, when you, when you come together with your um, believing friends and you speak on the things of God, right, it says right there in Malachi, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord gave attention and heard it and a book of remembrance was written. How incredible is that? Now, I'll never forget the dream I had in which I saw open books and blank pages. And this was years and years ago. The dream ended with a large noise, a loud sound, the sound of a judge's gavel coming down in finality. The psalmist even tells of a book in which all of our days are written about. So just think about that. All of your days have been written about. Psalm 139, 15 through 16 says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Your life, your name, and your very frame is known by God. Knowing your identity in Christ is a key towards restoration. You were woven together in the secret and hidden place with a purpose ordained especially for you. So friend, do you know what your name means? Again, in biblical times, a name reflected character 
and the person's anticipated mission, which may have turned out for good or ill. A name may embody the spiritual vision of parents for their child's future or may be prophetic of future outcomes. Now, right, some parents seek God for a name while their baby is hidden in the womb, known by God. Perhaps there is a name that is passed on through the family lineage, or it could simply be that a name is liked and agreed upon by the parents. When Jacob, son of Isaac, was in his 90s, God changed his name to Israel as a token of blessing. In fact, twice God assured Jacob of his new name. Jacob wrestled in such a way that showed perseverance. So God blessed him with a new name. God responded to Jacob by saying, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven, right? Or wrestled with God and with man and have prevailed. Genesis 32, 28. Now, after this divine wrestling match in which Jacob wrestled for a blessing face-to-face with God, he was in fact blessed. It's likely that Jacob did not have a full understanding of the significance of the new name, but he knew that what had happened was sacred. He called the name of the place where he was blessed, Peniel, which means the face of God. So listeners, friend, when was the last time you wrestled for a blessing or to know your true identity? The story of Jacob receiving a new name speaks volumes about not only persistence over a matter, but that God's response was to give Jacob a new name as a blessing. In the face of God, we learn who we really are. In the face of God, you will learn who you really are. Now, later in scripture, Jacob responds to challenging situations with just actions, leading the people away from what could eventually harm them, which was false idol worship. Genesis 35, 2 says, So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods which are among you and purify yourselves and change your garments. He further responded to God's leading after the defilement of his daughter and response of his sons towards their sister's humiliation of being taken to bed without being wed. Simeon and Levi, Dina's brothers, killed the one who defiled their sister. How about that for revenge? as well as his father and all the males in the city. Taking a woman to bed was to consummate marriage. If there was sex before marriage, it was a significant humiliation. So Jacob's response to difficult times and during this time, as this happened to his daughter, his response was to arise, worship, and remember all that the Lord had done and that God had truly been faithful Not only did he remember God, but he also remembered his identity, Israel. Even though he would wrestle, he would prevail face to face with God. And friend, even though you may be wrestling, even though you may wrestle, you will prevail face to face with God. A new identity in Christ will take wrestling, reading the scriptures, and taking time in prayer to hear from God. When we learn who we really are and whose we are, We will not desire the things of Babylon, the things in this world that remind us of the old self who was once in bondage. Now, shortly after I came out of the commercial sex industry and drug addiction, 
there was a time when I burned items that represented the past. I mean, I remember um, taking old clothes and shoes and just different things, clothes from the strip club along with other items, and I burned them. When I refused to let go, um, when I refused to let go of the new joy I had found in Christ in reading his word, there came a blessing. Um, when I was empowered to make a better choice, there came health. And a cleansing of the past comes with a fire that purifies. Now, friend, listener, you're going to be given a new name. A couple more scripture verses for you. There are predestined sons and daughters who God knows are his special possession, his chosen inheritance. And you, dear one, are his chosen one who will receive a new name. You will overcome because he first overcame death and deceit. Jesus creates within you a new identity that is righteous, holy, and clean. Now, I want to say that again. Consider speaking this out over yourself as you are listening. Jesus creates within you a new identity that is righteous, holy, and clean. Thank you, Lord. You have made me righteous, holy, and clean. Any name you've ever been called, that is negative is a lie. I want to encourage you to begin, if you haven't already, to replace the lies with truth. Ask God for an understanding of who you are. In, in correspondence to asking, meditate on these scriptures. Now, I do want to share several scriptures with you. And again, I am uh, reading a little bit and sharing some stories from uh, chapter two of the Garden Keys Awakening Daughter of Zion. This was such a fun chapter to write. There's so much in scripture. Revelation 2.17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. And I had started out with this one. So I'm going to move on to the next one. But this one does say that you're going to be given a white stone. Interesting. And a new name written on that stone, which no one knows, but he who receives it. Isaiah 62, 2 says, the nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Here's another one. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. And that's Revelation 3.12. Jesus bestows on us. Jesus bestows on you. A new name known only to you, the name of God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from heaven and Jesus's new name. Scripture makes it very clear that those of us who believe in Jesus Christ are given a new name by God himself. No matter what anyone has called you or what your name is now, whether you like its meaning or not, or whether you like your name or not, you're going to receive a new name known only to you. Now, just a few more things before I close. This is so encouraging. Um, and, you know, I have to say that reading this, 
is encouraging me. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't think I've actually read the full chapter in a long time, possibly since I wrote the book. Now, your life is hidden in truth. In the book of John, we learn in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, think about that for just a second. Jesus was with God in the beginning and he is complete, the perfect expression of truth. John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, the Greek word for truth is aletheia, which means in truth, according to truth, and in fact. So truth also also refers to reality. In reality, Jesus was with God in the beginning. When was the beginning? (laughs) Right? God has always been. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Think about that. He's always been. There was a plan in place long before Satan brought deceit to Adam and Eve. We know this by studying the scriptures and especially by digging into the Hebrew meaning of words. Now, throughout Jewish history, the Israelites have held on to the truth that their deepest selves never entered exile. So this might be something new. Um, Check this out. And with anything, I always say, take it to the scriptures, listen to the Holy Spirit. This is something that I have settled um, and maybe was even a little bit of a revelation, but inner self or inner being, spirit, never entered captivity. So for me, I say drug addiction, exploitation, um, which is why there was a struggle. So inner self would never authorize slavery or death. Think about it this way, okay? There was already an overcoming of deceit through the life and blood of Jesus Christ. In John, we learn about Jesus, that he was with God in the beginning, and that all things came into being through him, through Jesus Christ. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being, John 1, 3. Now, since Jesus was with God in the beginning, and since I'm realizing my life is hidden in Christ, through whom all things were made, and since God exists outside of time, doesn't that mean that maybe, just maybe somehow, in some way, I was maybe there in the beginning with God in a secret place? like what was spoken of in Psalm 139. This is something I've thought of now, you know, I, I still, I, this is one of those things I want to just take to the throne and Lord, is this possible? You know, we were created body, spirit, and soul. And in my digging through scriptures, this is something that has surfaced a couple of times. So you can just take that, you know, to your, to your prayer closet and your time with the Lord. But I want to close with this last portion here that, that your deepest self created in the secret place never entered into slavery. Your deepest self never entered into exploitation. My deepest self created by God, body, spirit, and soul would have never allowed the deceit of exploitation, abortion, or drug addiction. Now that dark and dismal day in my life, I withered away in secrecy with some kind of knowing that the boundary lines of my garden had been severely crossed. Now, my good friend Sarah once said to me, Danielle, the things that were done to you, the Lord did not ordain. He sees you as pure and spotless. His justice is white. And so I say to you, dear one, the things that were done to you, he did not ordain. He sees you, dear one, as pure and spotless in Christ. 
Ephesians 3.16 tells us, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Again, friends, I want to say that one more time. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Now, this chapter does have a little bit more, and it's definitely about learning your name and learning your identity in Christ, because it is truly, truly, truly so that you find out who you are when you find out whose you are in Christ. Now, only God knows the identity of the children that Corey and I, my husband and I prayed for years and years and years ago. And many of you know, our adoption finally went through in 2020. And, um, you know, the Lord knows the deepest wounds, the places of grief, and he's the only one who has brought incredible um, depths of healing only within the secret place of his presence is true healing and hope found. Now, in order for me to acknowledge the pain that I, you know, once had, and some of you have heard part of my story, but in order for me to acknowledge the pain I once had and find hope from the past, I had to first learn about being a new creation in Christ Jesus. This last weekend, um, I had such just an amazing time and an incredible opportunity to hear uh, Glad and Maggie Rossinger, and Glad's been a guest on our podcast before, but Maggie's saying, um, and actually they're from Israel, but, but Maggie's saying about being a new creation in Christ. And I just pray, friend, that you know that you are a new creation in Christ, a new creation in Christ, and that the old has gone and that the new has come. So again, reading from the garden keys, this was the identity key. So each chapter has a key of restoration. And I really felt led today to share about being a new creation in Christ. And so until next time, this is Danielle with Real Talk. Let it be you. I see a truth. I know it's there. We